Hi, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm here today with Michelle Zahner of Japanese Breakfast. Here we go. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> well, um, I'm super excited to meet you. Um, I, I wanted to know, um, since we're here at this Fender event, um, what, what inspired you to pick up the guitar and, and, and focus on music in your, in your world? Um, I started begging for a guitar probably when I was 14 or 15, and my mom didn't relent and get me one until I was 16. But, you know, like most uh, Asian kids, I was forced into playing the piano at five years old. Um, but the guitar was so much cooler and you know all the all the guys at school that I admired uh, played guitar and so I just I wanted to join them and then as soon as I started taking guitar lessons um, you know I I learned my first three chords and I was really off to the races and um, I just loved songwriting and so for me the guitar really became this vehicle for songwriting that I, I never was able to accomplish with, with the piano for some reason until much later on in life. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just a, it was just my instrument. Yeah, that's cool. What what is your? Let's talk about songwriting for a second. Like, what's your process? Do you start with like a lyric or a musical idea? Or how do you yeah, typically jump in? Yeah, a lot of the time um, I'll have. Uh, a lyric, like a couplet, kind of, and then um, I'll I'll kind of feel out intuitively what sort of um, chord suits that, and then they'll kind of grow together from there. Um, I've recently started taking more music theory lessons and guitar lessons again because I sort of felt like I had plateaued uh, as a musician, and um, I wanted to kind of stretch stretch out a little bit and so I think that probably for my my new album uh, it'll come from a more theoretical place yeah that's a great idea I think sometimes you you kind of get into a rut too with like the kind of chord patterns you use or like lyric ideas and it's always nice to step out of that world for a minute sometimes do you like when you were sort of developing your style were there like who were your influences um, you know, there are a few. Um, you know, I'm from the West Coast. I'm from Oregon. Uh, yeah. And so a lot of the sort of Pacific Northwest uh, indie rock musicians were really inspiring for me. Bands like Modest Mouse and Built to Spill and Death Cab for Cutie, um, Elliot Smith. Those were That was like the kind of um, instrumentation I was trying to emulate, that kind of like really dynamic indie rock um, that's sort of rooted in a very personal... Um, confessional type of lyricism mm-hmm. well I, I've really enjoyed listening to your new album Jubilee Thank and you. I um, I was really happy to read that that came from a place of like light I guess you know celebration and maybe the world is ready for that too because you've been nominated for Grammys and like how does that feel uh, it feels very surreal. Um, it's really wonderful, actually. Like as I've been um, taking guitar lessons again and struggling to like you know uh, learn some more difficult covers, I, I can always say that to myself of just like, well, it doesn't matter. Nominated for two Grammys, like it's okay. <laughs> so every time I like, it's a lot of validation. Totally. Like, or if I'm like waiting in line and someone cuts in front of me, I like can have a collective peace of mind and be like, well, they don't have two Grammy nominations. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just like one of those funny things that like I get to have now and it like stays with you forever. It's an undeniable accomplishment that ever anyone can acknowledge. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a huge surprise and a massive honor. Yeah, that's. I just got goosebumps when you were talking about that because I think I, I mean it's it's probably like every artist's dream to like be accepted in that way right oh totally I mean in a way like you feel like an absolute crazy person your entire life because who doesn't want to be a rock star like who doesn't think that they're talented who doesn't think that they have something special to offer and then to be awarded something that is just the objective way of saying like you're not crazy you are talented um is is really really rewarding certainly I think it's interesting, too, like, um, you know, your book um, has really resonated with people as well. And I actually, I, I didn't have a chance to read your book because I didn't have enough time, but I read your article that the book stemmed from, and I, I actually cried when I read it. I'm <laughs> going to cry now just thinking about it because I lost my mom, too, and, and I think... Um, I don't know, it just so struck a chord yeah. with me and, and, and probably many, many people. Like, Can you talk a little bit about the book and what like sort of inspired you to, to expand that, sure. that story? I mean, it's, um, it's interesting. This moment sort of reminds me uh, of a moment in the book. Uh, you know, m- maybe a couple of weeks before my mom died, we were, we were laying in bed together um, watching the actor's studio. And Mariska Hargitay from Law and Order was on, and she's such a beautiful, brilliant, um, well-spoken, stoic woman. But when James Lipton asked her about her losing her mother, it was like, you know, this like woman in her 40s, just like, just like you, like eyes glazed over. It's just like one of those like soft spots when you've lost your parent. It just hits you, you know, when when it comes up for the rest of your life. And my mom and I were watching that with this quiet acknowledgement of just, that's going to be you. That's going to be you for the rest of your life, this sort of, like, splinter in your being. Um, And that's what it was, you know, after she died. It was, like, my whole... You know, when I was younger, I would write songs about pain and I would write songs about struggle. And it was just my way of coping and investigating a feeling and understanding myself and what was happening around me. And so it was very natural to write about my mother's death of course because it was all that I could think about and the only thing that gave me comfort or made any sense to me the only person I could really talk to was music initially and then I wrote two albums about grief and loss and it just still wasn't enough Um, and I studied creative writing in college and you know it just felt like um in some ways, I, need, I, I needed to say so much more about what had happened. Um, my mom died of a very aggressive stage four cancer. She was gone within six months. My life, you know, completely turned upside down. Um, so I wanted to document that, and I thought, I thought it was a very interesting perspective that I, I had never read before to talk about what it was like to be mixed race and to lose a parent that specifically ties you to that culture and what it felt like to be kind of severed from that and to suddenly have to 
work to yeah. preserve that yeah. part of you. Yeah. I never read a story like that before. I never related to anyone that had gone through that before. And so it just felt like I needed to make sense of that experience and that it might mean something for someone else later down the line. Yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting. Like, obviously, you've tapped into, like, this universal thing that happens to everybody, right? Like, yeah. everybody loses their mother at some point. Right. I even think, like, now when something really great happens, I'm like, oh, too bad my mother isn't here totally. to know that. I mean, you that know? was the first thing I thought yeah. when I was yeah, nominated I can for two Grammys. Yeah, I can imagine. I was interviewing Nancy Wilson from Heart, and she was oh, telling wow, yeah. me how... Um, she still feels her mother with her yeah. sometimes. Do, do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel my mother in the way that I behave and react to certain things, like, instinctively. Um, huh. You know, sometimes I can hear her, like, coming out of me just in ways that I... In the way that I scold my husband or the way yeah. that, you know, like, um, I react to something... Uh, emotional on television like I just feel her like coming yeah. out of me she's very much a part of me um, and also you know my my mom never got to see it, me come into any sort of artistic success and so it felt so strangely serendipitous that I became very creatively successful only after she passed away yeah. and so you know in some ways it always felt like she was looking out for, for me in that in that way it, it, it since since she passed it feels like she's almost responsible for all yeah. of the success she's like she she's maybe she showed you the path you know that's yeah. pretty cool um so i read that your book is being made into a film which that must also be very surreal like who do you, who do you want to play you and then yeah <laughs> uh i get asked this a lot and um <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, uh, there's no half Korean. I always Korean... think about that for myself. Totally, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just hard for me because there's no, like, half Korean actress that yeah, I yeah. know of, you know. Um, I would. I think that it's, like, a really wonderful um, Maybe chance. Maybe you play you. Oh, I don't absolutely know. not. Um, I am not an actor, and I uh, am too old. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity to find um, a half Korean actress who uh, is in her early to mid-20s. Yeah, gives someone really, an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that that role has like really existed before, yeah. and so I think it's a really great opportunity to find some new talent, you know? I love that idea. Yeah. Do you see yourself as a role model for, for young women? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that any artists would probably shirk at that uh, responsibility. Um, but, but you are one. But yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I know because people have, have come to my shows and have told me that yeah. and it's, you know, a real honor and, and, and a responsibility I, I don't take lightly. And it, it makes me want to be a, a better person because I, I know that I've, like, really hit the lottery in this job and, and I, I should work to deserve that um, recognition. So, yeah, I, I am aware of that and, and um, it, it means a lot to me. Yeah, I think it's really great for you know, girls, women, anybody <clears throat> to see somebody that looks like them, feels like them, is from their culture or they can relate to succeeding. You know? Yeah, and I yeah. think that <clears throat> I'm a very, like, vulnerable artist and I would like to think that um, you know, people could be inspired by, uh, you know, reaching into that part of themselves, too, because, you know, all I did was write from heart, and uh, I, I hope that other people can do that for themselves, and whether or not it leads to success, I think it's certainly very um, healing and therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I want to ask you about, we're here at the Fender event for their new guitar. Can you speak a little bit about Meteora and like what inspires you from that instrument? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to play the Meteora in Berkeley on an off day on tour um, with, with the Fender team uh, filming like a, a video session. I usually play uh, a jazz master, and before that, I played a telly, and I think that um, the Meteora kind of combines those two guitars in a really elegant way. I think it has, like, the body of it and the controls are very minimalistic and very elegant and simple, which I really like in a guitar. Um, I've always played, like, single-coil Fenders, and so to play something uh, with humbuckers was, was really fun, and that kind of, like, beefy, meaty tone. Uh, when I played the song Posing for Cars, which has, like, a four-minute guitar solo, uh, it definitely had a very full, uh, thick tone that I really yeah. enjoyed. That's great. It gives you, it gives you some meat there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it feels really good, too. Yeah. Like, I like the body shape. Me too. Oh, I, I think it's a good-looking guitar, yeah. and uh, as it deserves a, a spot in their iconic lineup. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been so great meeting you and talking to you. Thanks so, so much, and, Thank and best of luck with everything. Thank I'm you. Keeping my fingers crossed for that Grammy oh, win. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> it's okay. I'm in good company if I lose. Yeah, too. you're yeah. in great company. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh,